and welcome to Let's Riot. I'm your host, Shannon Gressley. This is a podcast where we press in and ask God the hard questions and find biblical answers to the most taboo, unasked questions in the church. We are learning the unforced rhythms of grace together as we surrender to the truth of the Bible. We just wrapped up our dating series last week where we answered y'all's questions about dating, relationships, and singleness. We are about to start a mental health series, but before that, we're taking a little interlude to talk about something else. Politics. (laughs) I know, I know. Church and politics don't mix. Or at least we've been told they don't. Here's the thing. We have taken the divide between church and state to be an out for not getting involved in the world politics. That divide originates from Mark 12, 17, where Jesus said, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. That is the foundation for this divide between church and state. And yes, there is a divide, especially in America. Thank God we can operate in our different sectors, but that doesn't mean that we never cross over. Because aren't our entire lives and worlds Jesus's? If we are to render to God what is God's, we have to render our entire life. How we operate in the world, how we build our families, where we live, (laughs) how we vote, right? So we no longer have an out, at least in this perspective. Because we are the ones who have created the division between secular and sacred. But in the way of Jesus, it's all kingdom. It's all kingdom work. And here's what they're not going to tell you in Sunday school. Jesus was highly political. No, he wasn't a political figure. And no, the gospel is not a political statement. But... He told the rich that unlike the poor who were blessed, they would face woes. He criticized the king as a fox. He spoke harsh words to the leaders of nations when they were uncaring of the needy. Why? Because God cares for those in need and expect those who claim to act in his name to do the same. Who would have thought? And as we'll talk about later, That means in action, not just words. Okay, but let's get into the nitty gritty. So, you know, the temple, (laughs) the place where Jesus taught at and later flipped tables at, it was the most important symbol for the Jewish people. It was the center of life where national, cultural, religious, and wait for it, political life were fused. Jesus chose to teach at the epicenter of Jewish politics to make his way known. He didn't shy away from it. He didn't say, this is too political for me to be a part of, or I don't want to stir the pot. Oh my gosh, Jesus was a pot stirrer, guys, in the best way with his ultimate truth. He set our hearts on his truth again. 
but maybe we need the pot stirred a little bit more today to realign our hearts to the way of Jesus. Because again, Jesus's historical life was ended with a political execution. It wasn't just that the Jewish people didn't like Jesus and he was executed. The Jewish people played the political system at the time, which was the Roman Empire, to have Jesus executed as an enemy of the state. That is a political statement that if Jesus wasn't involved in politics, how could he have a political execution like that? Of course, we know that his life didn't end on that cross in that political execution. He came back and redefined what following him looked like and broke the gates of hell for us to walk in his freedom, right? But that's just another way that we see that Jesus was engaged in politics, whether we like it or not. And ladies, gents, Jesus wasn't naive, okay? He purposefully spoke of a kingdom, aka the kingdom of heaven, which was a political term in his day. Again, the gospel wasn't a political message, but Jesus was not naive to the fact that his people would receive it in this way. Jesus was overturning a ruler in a war between heaven and hell. Jesus was clear about who would rule the day, that his victory would win out. But are we so naive to think that that war between heaven and hell doesn't manifest itself in our worldly constructs? And yes, politics. It's a perspective shift to see what heavy air quotes candidates we are standing behind. Are we standing behind the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of darkness? Are we not aware enough to even examine what sides we're falling on? He commanded, seek first the kingdom of God and then showed us how to call down heaven in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come. And then he showed us what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Reconciling the outcast, sitting with the broken, paying your taxes, healing and caring for the sick, associating himself with controversy, flipping tables for the overlooked and injustices of the world, weeping with the hurt, embracing the uncomfortable. And then he took the extra step to make it real clear to our human hearts. He commanded, your faith cannot just be in words. It requires action. Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. 1 John 3.18 I can't 
sit here and talk to you on this podcast without pointing to what our real life world looks like right now. There is so much division and hurt and we all want to be right, but it's not about being right right now. It's about seeking justice for all. It's about keeping people safe and also championing people's causes and callings. Black lives do matter. (laughs) COVID-19 has changed our world and we have to start engaging. Me and my husband, who you heard from a few weeks ago, have this conversation often. That so much of the church, and just maybe our generation in general, us millennials out there, want to disengage from politics because they view it as just so divisive, so negative. I don't want to be too political, or this person is being too political, so unfollow. (laughs) We don't have that luxury as kingdom builders. We can no longer use the excuse that the church shouldn't be involved in politics because we're following Jesus, not tradition here. And maybe that in itself is controversial to say. But the way of Jesus doesn't avoid these topics. It presses in and brings Jesus's truth into the mix and believes that the Holy Spirit changes things. Ladies and gents, social justice is not an addendum to the gospel or a political agenda to bring into the church. It's the very heart of Jesus and the path he walked when he was on this earth. He modeled the kingdom of heaven and called us along to follow it so that the kingdom of heaven could encompass earthly kingdoms, that the kingdom of heaven would change the very makeup of our kingdoms. It was a rewiring of our perspective. And yes, we will continue to render unto Caesar what is his, but we will for sure give abundantly to God what is his, which is every piece of our lives. Genesis 3 gives us the cultural mandate to go rule and subdue the earth and to be fruitful and multiply to build a kingdom culture here in our everyday. But we cannot influence a world we are only half in, or worse, waiting to be over. Because so many times I sit next to believers, and I've even said it myself, that, well, we're just in a broken world. Or we're in end times. So of course this is going to happen. Instead of pressing in and engaging it and bringing 
in the light and life of Jesus into the dark, broken places of this world. Jesus didn't say, go and make disciples until the end times. (laughs) No, he said, I will be with you till the ends of the earth. So go. We have to take off the blinders and look at the world like Jesus did. And I don't mean this to be a political message in and of itself. I'm not saying you you need to vote right or left. <laughs> I'm saying, hey, it's time to engage. You've been given a perspective. You've been sanctified and transformed by Jesus. It's time to press in. We need more of Jesus. And we get more of Jesus by more of his disciples, more of his spirit in his disciples engaging. We cannot keep excusing ourselves from politics because we don't think the church can or should exist with government. It's not about politics. It's about following the way of Jesus. So before we jump into our next series, we're going to press in here. We're going to ask some political questions of Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, and say, God, we trust your leadership, and we trust that you are able to lead us even here. And we refuse to weaponize scripture against one another. We use the scripture as a sword against the enemy but not each other. And we're going to press in and seek truth. And also come to terms with some history that we don't want to talk about. Because now is the time. It's not a political agenda. It's about being fully surrendered to Jesus. Jesus.